Hello, and welcome to our vodcast, All the Things. And we are here to talk about all the things. Faith, politics, race, gender. All the things that have been off the table, we're going to talk about those things. Again, welcome to All the Things. Let's get started hello, with today's all. episode. I'm Fernanda Miller. <laughs> I'm Dr. Jen Self. And I'm Aaron Jones. And you know what? I realized I'm not sure. Are we talking about masks? Oh yeah, we're talking about masks. I couldn't remember what we were talking about. We're talking about masks. That's right. But we were just checking in. We were just checking in with each other. And so yes, while I was out, I always wear my mask while I'm out um, because I don't get the luxury of being assumed. Uh, <laughs> uh, innocent, vaccinated, uh, safe. I'm not. I never was assumed safe. So my it's funny how my mask on me lets me have a false security of, look, I'm a safe person being a black woman on the planet. So, yeah, we're going to talk about all those things. We have many things to say about that uh, safety and masking. And it's kind of like um, the, the Dr. Seuss's story of Starbelly Sneech Butts. That one, we're segregating. The segregation has begun. <laughs> no, no kidding. I'm kidding. Anyway, yeah, I just I just held up. I was doing a training today in Seattle. Well, uh, from Zoom in Seattle at a high school, and I was like, "Y'all, I gotta show you my phone," because I I have a phone with a wallet on it, but my vaccination card doesn't fit in the wallet. So I carry my card around with me everywhere because mm -hmm. I know I'm walking through the world as a black woman, uh -huh. and it doesn't matter if I have a picture of it. Um, I just know that I need to have this for what, whenever the occasion arises, which it will, it will, but I have to prove it, right? It's right here. I've got a picture on my phone too, but it is on my phone at all times Yeah, because I Wait. just know that's my truth. For those who aren't visual or didn't see, or I don't know if this is video or not, she opened her phone case and it's embedded in the case behind the physical card is um, in behind her phone in between the case and the phone. So that's what that looks like. It's, um, I've been hearing, it's funny to be, well, it's not, I don't think it's funny. It's something that I've been hearing um, some white people for the for talk about how they're like, I don't want to go out because I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to be seen as a Republican. And I'm like, yeah, this is like the first time in your entire life it's kind of funny you are, that you are, that you are <laughs> like that you are visibly, that you could be visibly understood as part of a group right that somebody might uh, not like that like. not like oh yeah. now it's it's perfect. i mean it's really it's true it's like the very first time for a lot they're like no i don't want to it's like well yeah okay well, now try that for 40 years or so <laughs> yeah. try that for like four 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 generate yeah look I'm, yeah. wow yeah. <clears throat> understanding that's for a reason this pandemic is for a reason <laughs> Yeah, we just did, um, one of my friends down here in Tumwater is opening a culture center and um, it will center the black and brown and native community. And Tumwater is one of the whitest towns in, well, south of Olympia, but really it was founded by a black man because Olympia was not allowed to have white black people in it. So Olympia was a whites only city, by the way, our state capital was a whites only city. And so George Washington founded the city of Tumwater and then it became all white <laughs> and all kinds of just racial encounters with people. But um, she found this center that was open 
and is purchasing it now. Well, we're putting a lease on it, but um, we had an event there the other day, Saturday afternoon. And I told people, because I was kind of the MC, I said, y'all, I am vaccinated. Doesn't matter though. I will be wearing my mask everywhere I go. And so y'all, we were outside first because it has a beautiful patio. So we're out on the patio. I'm not, that's not a big deal to me to be unmasked outside because the CDC made that clear that we can be unmasked outside. I said, y'all, as soon as we go inside, especially y'all white people, you were all going to put your masks on because I need you to understand how we're moving through the world. We don't get the opportunity mm -hmm. to not mask. And yeah. so I'm going to ask, all of you, whether you are vaccinated or not, whether you usually wear masks or not, in this space that is censoring black and brown people, y'all are gonna be wearing yeah, the mask. <laughs> so nobody, yeah. well, it helps that I'm six feet tall, the giant Afro, nobody <laughs> said uh, no, that nobody said no. Everybody's like, oh, okay, okay, uh, I need a mask. Somebody give me a mask, so <laughs> yeah. But I just have been saying that everywhere I go. Like if I gotta wear one, y'all gonna be wearing one too. If you love me, you're gonna be wearing a mask. Yeah. But I've been saying that the whole time. If you love me, you wear a mask. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's connected to vaccination. So I would love to hear y'all what, because I think these two things are so interconnected and, and the dynamics are showing up right now. Um, so I'm curious for you all kind of how you're, both how you're approaching the vaccination and then what the stories are you're hearing of people who definitely vaccinate, don't vaccinate. I'm curious for you all how you're moving through the world around vaccination too, because I think they're really connected. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Well, you know, I, I grew up in a family that um, my, you know, my dad was a doctor. And so I, I just, always do it all the I just always do all the medical things and then my partner's a nurse so I just do the stuff I just listen to them and I do the things <laughs> so I get vaccinated mm -hmm. and um and so you know it, it was never a question for me whether or not I would and also because we're all I just feel like we're all in this together and I I want to make sure other people are not getting sick either and I mean this is a I don't know. This thing is just really, it's, it's been very, it's been really scary to me how devastating it's been. And, um, and I know that there are a lot of people who feel like they can keep it away from them and, and not have to think about how devastating it's been. But, but that is, that has not felt true to me. Um, and so we're all vaccinated. We're all wearing masks and we're going to continue to wear masks into the future. Um, I kind of think it's going to be part of my clothing yeah. for quite a while. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, I live in, I live in just on the border of, of like, uh, white center and, and West Seattle, which is at the, at the Southern end of King County and, um, King County are the numbers are, you know, in Seattle proper 70% of adults and, and rising are, are um, vaccinated and in South King County, where mostly BIPOC people live, is you know where the the population of BIPOC people who live here mostly live in South King County. Um, it's forty percent, and that's not about BIPOC people not wanting to be vaccinated. That's about access, access, right? And so um, I think there's some a lot. Of, there's a lot of politics about that, but there's also a lot of politics about us when we're opening our state. 
like when we're when we're going back to regular business who gets vaccinated first and then when are we willing to open up yeah it's where my daughter lives too right on the edge of white center and they she <laughs> fortunately works for an organization that organized uh, vaccinations for vaccinations and testing specifically for the bipoc community so okay. she was able to get vaccinated not not right away because even though her her organization was doing it she refused to go before people her age were allowed to so she yeah. waited she waited until um people under under 25 were able she's 25 now but um she waited really specifically she's like i'm not going to take a vaccination from somebody older that needs it and um, but she got vaccinated, but primarily because her office was doing, they were organizing all the vaccinations in White Center in South King County. So, um, yeah, so all of us now have been vaccinated in our house too. Yeah. For now, how does, how's your family dealing with it for now? About three things come up for me. First, my 89 year old mother who was in the mm. first wave and couldn't, couldn't, couldn't find a vaccination to mm save her life yet all the you know neighbors around her were and everywhere that she thought she could go oh nope not your turn you know so huh. it, uh, that that um <laughs> we're saving we're saving white people first was kind of the the mm. what ran into and every place place that tried to anyway so that she's got it now but there's things that come up next where teachers go in so my part of it is with um my own medical issues, which are compounded by black healthcare medical issues. And I am a black woman who's had uh, great medical care all through her life. I've had insurance. I have had access to doctors and dentists and, and all of that. Yet I am so abused by the medical system. Me personally, my family, my mothers, my brothers, my si I mean, there's such a history so, so the people who don't even have access to health care or mm. the medical care or a access are, 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 that are furthest away from it, there's, there's good reason to have that, like, this isn't really going to work for me. Because I had everything working for me and it still didn't work. Uh, I, I'm, I can even, I'm tracing it back to wa my walking out of my dentist's office with blood dripping out of my mouth. Not just me, all my, <laughs> but, but nobody else ever went, left the dentist like that. So... So all the medical people in my life now, I have had in my life for over, like all of my life. I don't get to switch around to different medical care providers because I have to find the ones who will treat me like a human being and not abuse me because there's been, I, I had to go through all those people to get to who I have now. As an 18 year old, almost having my leg amputated because a doctor wanted to experiment on me as a teenager, don't even start me on how many medical people have almost kill, killed us even to a year ago with my son and him being in the hospital that's i mean and this is why black and brown families show up and stay with our people at the hospital because mm -hmm. we don't leave alive and so the one time we step out of my son's rooms they almost kill him giving him a a, a, a bath and, and all of his um uh, things come out and, and then they're in the lobby to explain, oh, we're so, so sorry. We're so, so, so like, really, this is happening right now. So there's that real threat to us to have medical treatment. So my lung issues, I, I know I'm going to have to have some way to recover because I, I wasn't believed about a lung issue I had in my building. 
And so now I don't have the capability to even clear, like when I get a cold. You've you've known me, what, a year? Have I ever not coughed since you've known me? No. <laughs> Never. I've been coughing for decades. And so I know I'm going to need some support around recovering from a shot. So I'm not doing it in the middle of the school year. So that what I might, you know, have to have a sub or go on a ventilator. I mean, I don't know what, and I don't want to be in the middle of the school year trying to, trying to recover yeah. from that because I can't recover like that from everybody else. And I don't get that option anymore. Mm -hmm. I've already been through that damage. So, so, so not only just the, our, uh, the compromised health, which is because of our environment, our stress, uh, not being believed by the doctors, not being cared for by doctors, and then to go and um, have this, now go, get your shot, quick, go, uh, like, wait, 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 wait a minute. And then, um, you know, just so many things. There's That's why we're talking about all these things. And I'm mm -hmm. probably giving, sharing way too much of my medical history, but I'm just telling <laughs> you, I'm just yeah. telling you, I, I'm 60 years old and I have never been cared for properly. <laughs> in in the doctor mm -hmm. and so i have all these preventative people to help me so i never never have to touch a hospital or a doctor i do all the pre-care i have supplements i take care of it. i just came from therapy right now before getting in here because i finally found somebody who can actually help me the way i need to be helped it's taken me all this time 60 years to find this therapist so no, I'm not, I'm not rushing anywhere, but I know I, I, I'm, I'm protecting my, myself. Um, uh, one of my sons has got, and, and they're uh, uh, vaccinated and the rest of my family, we're still trying to work out, you know, how we're going to do that in our medical and it, we don't want to die. And, and it's hard enough when every time we go in, you, you, you're not trying to help us live. I'll just say it like that. You're not trying to help us live. And so it's not surprising that um our population has died off it's the john henry effect and so we're already working hard and working to death and then now you now a little bit of uh compromise well well yeah that's gonna wipe us out and you've seen that and proof of that so uh yeah we want to be protected yes we want to live yes we want to protect other people so why are you fighting over wearing a mask for when when you're around and inside what what is what you, you don't like to be told what to do but don't 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 tell me how to get over yourself fast enough i can't even begin to have a conversation about you can't follow some directions oh but wait black people are supposed to follow all the directions when we have fight or flight and, and uh, fear and gun in our face and face all these obstacles and needles i'm like mm, yeah we're supposed to stand there and yeah, how, how can I die today? Let's see, am I going to die today? I can't even go out my front door without thinking about that. And who's going to come back home today? That's our ever thought. Mm. So if the mask is the least we can do, good night. I know, sorry, way too much info. TMI, sorry. Okay. <laughs> this issue, I don't know. I, you, you asked me the wrong question today, I think. <laughs> Well, and I think for people that are listening, you know, if you mm -hmm. haven't done the research about how Black people are treated in health right. facilities, I want to challenge you to Oops. just go online. There are so many articles at this <laughs> point about, yeah, I mean, there's so many articles about how Black, especially Black women mm -hmm. are treated in medical facilities by medical professionals. And that's not to say that every doctors are racist that's not that's not what i'm trying to say but i am saying there are patterns of behavior 
for like, how black women especially are treated by medical professionals um, across the nation. It's not just here, it's, it's right? across the nation. And so, I mean, that definitely factors into, not to mention also Google um, the ways that vaccinations have been used on black people yep. over the course of history. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So thank you, Aaron, for, yep, all of that is like, you all got no clue. Yeah. And so, you know, it's interesting. I talked to a black woman yesterday. Um, I was on a call with a black woman and a white woman, and the black woman is like, oh, I am not getting my vaccination. And the white woman's like, well, I'm. I'm getting mine and just listening to the black woman talk, it was like, oh, wow, I totally get that. I mean, and I understand why I would love for everybody to get vaccinated, like herd immunity, I would love that. And I totally understand, especially if your grandparents were affected or your grandparents' grandparents, which we have people alive today whose great grandparents were slaves who had their bodies used for experimentation who have stories in their own history their own family trees that would make them say yeah no i'm not doing that vaccination um and you know i thought it was problematic when the vaccination at first was going to just black and brown people i'm i don't know if y'all remember that when the first news oh came yeah out. yeah right and it felt like experimentation right totally that's that, i mean yeah. You can't do that because it's, then I mean, yeah, because that's a, that gets right to the whole uh, the whole um, fear about AIDS being right, like AIDS being released into the black community, right? So that's yeah, goes right at that, and uh, I mean, and so yeah, I know. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, I mean, I you know what I know of it is is that that's a there's a very strong it's a very strong belief with a lot of people that 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 the government really that the government purposefully um injected aids into the black community as a way to eradicate this country of the black population now you know i mean a lot of people still still believe that and, and talk yeah. about it and pass it on to their children and th and that and that goes to what you're talking about for now about about fear of being abused by the by not just by um doctors but also by the government so when we're talking about um this when we're talking about a government um movement to get people vaccinated then that's just going to bring up everybody's everybody's fear who, who who really who lived through that and who saw their their relatives die and saw people around them get sick that's it just brings all of that up. And this was so, this this whole pandemic has been so reminiscent of the HIV and AIDS um, crisis and, and all of the deaths that that happened during the 80s and, and um, 90s that, that I think it's been really scary for people. Yeah, I remember in 89 being in college and when the AIDS epidemic was at its height, I mean, there was the fear. Like at that point, it was like the pandemic, like it was yeah. such a fear. And being in college on the East Coast, of course, DC was like the epicenter of all things AIDS and the numbers of black people that were dying in DC. Yeah. And I can remember throughout my four years of college, I think at least two of my teachers from high school died of AIDS, um, but maybe three. I had a number of teachers who were gay in high school and, and I lost all of them by the time by yeah. the time I was a young adult, they were all gone. Um, and almost all of them died of AIDS. And I just remember that fear and, um, right. but I remember there's a there's a, a documentary about AIDS in DC. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I watched it. It just was tragic. But it does, it is, now that you say that, I not made that connection, but it is reminiscent of that time. And I had heard the rumor that that AIDS had been injected into, but I think much like, like I think about drugs being injected also by the government into the black community, right? And um, if you don't know that history, Google that as well. Right. Well, and what's, I can't think of the name of the island in New York, uh, but the, um, it's basically where they where they have the mass graves for um, the public graves, and that I mean I hadn't seen that be reignited since the AIDS crisis, right? And so then they had they had photographs of that on on television during this pandemic. I mean, so all of that was just uh, it was really bringing all of that back to the fore, and and part of what um, part of what has gone so untalked about was is that white men, um, white gay men, or white men use sex workers in big cities, right? And mm. so white men were going out and, and using, and using, and I, and I'm using that word purposefully using, using yeah. sex workers who were, who were often black and brown trans women, or black and brown young, um, young queer folks, and using these folks, and and that is often a way that AIDS and HIV got into those those parts of the queer community was through these men's these men's um, behavior because they were the white these white men were the ones who were actually having more sex more um, you know more random sex and then kind of giving it back to these sex workers. So that I mean, just that you there's so many like my brain is just going in a million directions right now, but. Um, I had a long conversation earlier today with a friend of mine who was raised by Southern Baptist folks. And for those of you who are not familiar with Southern Baptist folks, they're like the holiness, the the holiest of the holy people, (laughs) at least they see themselves that way. And so they talk a lot about purity, purity, purity. But over the last year, like a bunch of leaders have, it has come out either posthumously or people who were older now, they've discovered were abusing, um, younger people in the church and um, it's become really public, but making the connection, you know, I can remember early in my adult life, just hearing about the numbers of white men in the service who were using prostitutes in Vietnam and in Korea. Right. And, and so, but the black community always gets painted as the bad ones. Like we're the ones that have all the sex and we're the ones who use our bodies that way. And it's just, it's just so fascinating how, how, oh, anyway, I just am having all these thoughts right now that are just. And it's never been true. It's never been true since, since, since the times of slavery, it's never been true. It's Mm -hmm. always been white, white men. It's always been at the hands of white men. And and go back to listen to Dr. Deidre Cooper about that. Go Google her and listen to her speech. Does a beautiful history uh, that we don't even know as black women um, mm-hmm. all the way back and, and come, follows us all the way through to why we don't even get to have control of our own own bodies now. The whole medical mm-hmm. field exists because mm-hmm. of these black women and this experimentation and how, and so she, she takes. Yes. Oh, yes. I've heard that. Yes. All of that. So Dr. Gigi yes. Cooper and yes. really learn her work and you will see and understand and have enlightenment and say, oh, that's. Yes. 
there it is. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. I mean, all of that work is because, yeah, I had not thought about, I mean, I don't know how we got from max, max to sexuality, but, but I, man, I'm making all these connections now. We were property, not even able to heal or have time off from being used as producers of more, um, quote, quote, slaves couldn't have time off from being raped to have those babies to heal from it. So they would, oh yeah, just the whole lineage of that. But even that, like the forced, because I, when I think about the history of black people in America, the enslaved people, I think about the black men, well, the black women that are forced to have a black man sleep with them to to create more slaves, right? right? So there's that relationship that's not consensual, that is about production. It's not, it's the bodies, the body is um, this vessel property. of production, right? It's property. And then the white slave owner who decides, like, I just, I want to have my concubine, right? And so when I think about Black women, and then there's Emmett Till who just looks at a white woman. Yep. I, I mean, it's just so, it's just, and, and so this gets back to something that Fernell said earlier, which we've said multiple times, is Black people, if you would just comply, and so I need white folks who are listening, I need you to hear this because it's so important. We are told right now, just comply, just comply, just comply. Do you know, we've spent 300 years not being able to do anything else for fear of our lives. Yeah. Like we were told what to do at every second of our lives. And, um, Complying and I just find it interesting, even if we're perceived as possibly looking in the wrong direction, it could cost you your life. Not complying. Um, Yes. I mean, it's just the irony of it all. So the the bottom line is living is not complying. So you don't get to have a life unless you comply to the way we want you to live it every second and where your eyes go, how you breathe, what you say, your hair, your body, your everything. Complying is how we've survived. So again, and we're back to why can't you wear a mask? Okay, thank you. I think we're, right. done, we're, done, I think we're done here. <laughs> can't, can't you what just, were you gonna say? Can't you just comply? <laughs> right? Uh, right? Right. right. And I mean, it's really the first time that you've had to be told to do something that you can't do when when you want to or not want to or put it on when you want and sit in this area yes. if you're vaccinated and sit over here if you're not. And that's why mm-hmm. I said the star bellies and each butts. I'm like, ah, there it is. We're teaching, we're, 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 we're segregating. And so now you don't like it when you're segregated. Oh, wow. Well, well, so welcome to how we've been, you know, living in our schools, our police, every, every system is built upon that segregation and it lies the foundation on anti-blackness. So we've got to put that at the bottom and foundation. So then everything else can stand from there. And if we would recognize that undo our programming and learn our history and go look up some of these things that we're talking about. This is why we're doing this podcast and talking about all these things so we can unlearn and relearn and learn to live together without having to have anybody's foot on our neck, anybody's neck. Nobody needs to live like that or wants to. So, yeah. And I think what I would offer to kind of as a closing thought is, For those of you listening who are white people, 
don't make assumptions about why a black person is not vaccinated yet. Um, or may, I mean, so, so ask, just begin to do your own research, right? And, um, and I know there's a whole set of arguments on Twitter and Facebook right now about um, tearing people's masks off their faces. And, um, you know, it used to be if you wore a mask, anyway, there's all these kind of conservative folks right now that are saying, you know, how dare you wear your masks now? You know, we know the CDC said take them off. So what I, what I wanna invite white folks, you know, when you see black and brown folks know that we have more at stake. Right. It's not just our physical lives. I mean, we have more at stake to not wear a mask right now. And um, there are greater chances. We, we tend to live multi-generationally more than white folks do. Um, right now with some exceptions like Ukrainians and Russians tend to live multi-generationally too, but recent immigrants, but for the most part, we're living in different spaces and have less access to healthcare. And so um, when you see black folks wearing their masks in public, even outside, like I see a lot of us still wearing them outside too. Don't assume that we just don't know the science. Don't assume that. Do some research and, and and begin to figure out why might we be showing up in this space and thinking about this really differently. Get curious about it. Um, don't make assumptions um, because we have to move in different ways for our own safety, for our own safety and for the safety of our family. Um, so Jen, what are your what are your last thoughts? How are you talking to Lucy about this stuff? Um, well, we I mean, we're saying all of the things that you all are saying um, about about wearing masks and <laughs> why we need to wear them and why uh, why to continue to wear them and keeping people safe and and how they're create I mean and how uh, how this vaccination and protocols are being interpreted and why they're being interpreted the way they are and um, and also we're just grateful that she's been able to get vaccinated too mm -hmm. um, so that's been that's been good. Um, the other part that I'm putting together right now as we're sitting here is um, how closely related I want I saw so this is like a foreshadow for another another episode but how closely related sexuality gender and um, and being black are because all of those things at one point in in our in the in this country's history they were all being um, scientifically manufactured at the same time mm -hmm. and so um, and, and so anyway it would be I think that's a, a and I had just kind of thought about that and wanted to talk about it at some point. So in the future. Mm -hmm. Okay. That'll, that episode will be called more. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> more things of all the things. <laughs> more things. <laughs> oh, so good. So good to be with y'all. Thank you for asking and talking and sharing and learning. That's what we're here for. Learning. We are learning together. Don't assume, don't assume. Let's learn. Learn our history. Thanks. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> okay. To find Fernell Miller, look for her at The Root of Us on Facebook and Instagram, as well as LinkedIn. And check out her book, You Are Here, Field Guide for Racial Reality, on the website. If you want to reach Dr. Jen Sub, you can find them on LinkedIn or at brick13.com. If you're looking for Erin Jones, you can find her on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. You can also purchase a copy of her book, 
She co-authored Thrive on Amazon. Until next time, keep talking about all the things.